We're going to talk about the Bears that are headed into the final year of their contract and try to determine who's more likely than not to come back. We're also going to talk about Justin Fields and him getting excitement over Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool coming back and how some of the rookies have stood out so far in training camp and what that could mean for the expectations around them heading into the 2023 season. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm Hayes. Uh, you guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so. You can also follow the channel, which is more importantly at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform that we are on. I also want to make sure that we point out that Chicago Bears Central is free and available on every podcasting app of your choice, as well as on YouTube. If you're on the podcast side, go and check out the YouTube. If you're on the YouTube side, go and check out the podcast. Make sure you all guys also leave a five-star review wherever you can. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So there are a number of Chicago Bears players that are heading into the final year of their contracts. And while some are kind of, you, you expect some to be back more so than others, I want to just kind of go over that list, where they sit in their upcoming free agency and what that could mean, right? And first up, the one that I think is a for sure thing to come back, even though not everyone share, shares or should share that opinion, and that is Cole Komet, unrestricted free agent. Uh, he's a salary cap hit of $3.76 million this season. And depending on the season that Cole Komet has, which he already had a near breakout season last season, um, it, it, Cole Komet could sign a deal anywhere between like $4 million, kind of a little bit of raise where he is now, to getting anywhere between that and I think $6, $7, 8000000 million per season. But Cole Komet, it really comes down to how he's able to perform. And I've said before, very consistent invoke at the fact that I think that Cole Komet is going to have a season that people look at him as one of the best tight ends in the game of football this upcoming year, but enough to, around him. They brought in Robert Tanyan. Some Bears fans even do think that Robert Tanyan may be poised to have a better year than, than Cole Komet. We'll end up seeing. I do think both players are going to get their fair share of targets in the red zone, and they're going to be able to do some things. Uh, next up, Jalen Johnson. Now, this is one of the more polarizing players on the roster, right? Jalen Johnson, but depending on who you ask, you'll get a completely different uh, answer on how they, where they see Jalen Johnson on this roster, the, the, where they see him fitting, how much they, how the importance of, of Jalen Johnson. You know, yes, he gets the knock because of his, he doesn't get a lot of interceptions and things like that. I personally think my biggest gripe on him is I want to see him in, uh, improve in man coverage. But Jalen Johnson is one that I just don't have a, a fill on. And I don't know if Ryan Poles truly does either. All the right things have been said from both Poles and Jalen Johnson and his camp, but when it comes down to it, that's not guaranteed that they're going to get a deal done. And I do think that Jalen Johnson is a candidate to potentially be moved at the trade deadline, much like a Roshan Johnson, albeit his contract situation isn't nearly as crazy. But depending on what he asked for, how far they're off in that deal, the Bears could look to recoup any assets possible and maybe send him on his next, next journey. Next up, Darnell Mooney. Um, un un unrestricted free agent as well. Um, Darnell Mooney, who, you know, came into last season, the, the wide receiver one, didn't quite live up to the expectations, not all on him. We know Luke Getze not playing a lot, the offensive line sucking us just not being a pass-heavy team. Him and Chase Claypool both unrestricted free agents in the same type of situation, and they both have been injured so far in training camp. But we'll talk a little bit about how they're expected to be back and how important that is for the team. Their, restricted, their free agency is going to be one of the biggest things to watch because, yeah, there's a common mindset, and it's fair that both of them may not get deals. Now, I do think that there is a world in which they both can perform well enough 
where the Bears look at this wide receiver core and decides to keep it together. But you have to also ask your questions there, right? Next up, Justin Jones. Defensive lineman, our best defensive lineman last season. But again, that was the best defensive lineman on the line that sucked. And there are now some questions around uh, Justin Jones and, you know, his ability. Is he an overrated player, right? He, he, played, he performed pretty good on a defensive line that wasn't that good. But now looking at Zach Pickens, looking at Javon Dexter, Andrew Billings came in and he was a signing. So they, he's definitely not going to overtake them. I do think that Justin Jones has a potential to be passed up on the depth chart at some point this season if he does not perform better with the improvements on that defensive line. And if that happens and Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, or both of them shine in a way that we hope to see from our rookies, I just don't necessarily think that Justin Jones is going to have a spot on this roster next season. Again, not an indictment completely on the player, but just looking at what's behind him, the youth that's behind him, and the changes that we need to be made. I think Justin Jones is, is set for this to be his last season in a Bears uniform, in my opinion. Lucas Patrick, another one, unrestricted free agent coming in, uh, going into next season, well, at the end of the season. Really, when it comes to Patrick, it's health, right? And then what can we get out in the draft or whatever else to improve him? So we're going to be seeing. Those are kind of the main ones that I want to focus on. Yeah, new players like Billings, uh, Robert Tanyan, uh, they're all, uh, you know, unrestricted free agents uh, next year too, but we just got them. Travis Gibson, I've talked very heavily about Travis Gibson. I do think that Travis Gibson is going to come back, but I think it's going to, if he performs well with the improvements on the defensive line, um, I think he's going to come back. But, you know, that's really kind of the main ones that I wanted to focus on. You guys can let me know what you think. Like other players that I could have met, uh, mentioned, Equinami St. Brown. I just, whether he's back or not, I don't look at it as being a big one. Kendall Vador, I hope he doesn't even make the regular uh, the season roster, in my opinion. But let me know what you guys think, man. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. But let's move into the next topic, right? Justin Fields has talked about the importance of getting Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney back. He said this. Chase has been out, uh, what, the past two weeks. So I feel like when Chase was practicing with us, we did get that down. Uh, we did get that down a little bit as far as the chemistry. I think he grew tremendously from last year until now. So I think we got a base in with Mooney. I feel like I'm already connected with Mooney. So that's fine. Um, but it's just going to be great having those guys back on the field and having the health, them healthy for training camp instead of having them come out for three or four practices uh, risking further injury. The biggest thing is that that just helped. And then Matt Eberflus chipping this in as well, right? Uh, just saying that he expects that Darnell Mooney and Claypool to be ready by training camp, barring any setbacks. We talked about it, right? The, the growth of this offense and the growth of the chemistry, but this getting this wide receiver core all on the same page, all practicing by training camp, it's going to be hugely important. It's going to be important for them. It's going to be important for Justin Fields to be settled in those weapons. It's going to be important for Luke Getze to be, to be able to trust those guys' health going into the season as well so that he has no excuses to not make sure they are fully integrated into that, that dynamic of the play calling, into the scheme of the offense. And I, I have high hopes for this wide receiver core. DJ Moore is one that I'm not worried about. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, I really do feel like with having DJ Moore there and settled, I think, I think they're all going to fall into their positions nicely. I, and maybe that's a little bit overzealousness on my part, but I really have confidence. I also think when you look at the support that we're now going to have in the, in the passing pass blocking, right, and also with the tight ends that we have in Robert Tanya and Cole Komet going to be able to be integrated in that as well. We got running backs and, and Dante Foreman and Roshan Johnson as well can be incorporated in the passing game. But I think it's all going to come down to how does this core perform? And if that wide receiver core performs in a way that we hope to see, that I think that play calling and everything, we're going to be in for a fun offense. So, yeah, we want to see Darnell Mooney. We want Chase Claypool. We want them fully healthy by training camp. We don't want no excuses going into the seasons. No question. Well, we're going to have questions regardless. 
But health, we don't want that to be one. And hopefully these guys get healthy and stay healthy going into that time period. But I want to go over some notes, some notes that came out about two of our rookies. And one, the first one we're going to talk about is Tyler Scott. Now, he's been turning heads. We've talked about it a lot. It seems like there's been so much positivity, uh, even seeming like him primarily working with the backup quarterback, P.J. Walker, um, and, and showing his ability to, to create separation and stuff with his speed. Uh, it looks like he also beat corner, rookie cornerback Tyreek Stevenson on a deep route. Uh, he went 11 for 11 in those one-on-ones as well. Uh, he, but, and, uh, and that was with Justin Fields. But the one concern with him has been drops, right? And it looks like he's had several drops during the offseason program, and that definitely needs to be cleaned up. But that's probably the biggest concern with him, right? The wide receiver coach, uh, Tyke Tolbert, had this to say. His speed shows up, his suddenness shows up, and his moves and run after the catch show up. He can catch uh, a ball, can make a guy miss, turn around, get going really fast, like zero to 60. Obviously, he has deep speed. And his knowledge, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. There are some things we put in, everything's new to him, and we'll put in some things new, and he doesn't make, uh, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. That's always a good sign for any player, much less a receiver. There's been a lot made of Tyler Scott. Some saying, hey, could he play DJ uh, Darnell Mooney? Is he the reason why we may end up not signing DJ Mooney? I'm DJ Mooney. Why am I mixing two people's names? Darnell Mooney, right? Uh, saying that Tyler Scott and how them trying to get him to adjust to the slot, also using him in the punt return game. Here's the thing that I'm going to say. Tyler Scott, in a lot of ways, is Velus Jones 2.0. And by that, I just mean he has a lot of the same strengths as Velus. He also has a lot of the same weaknesses as Velus Jones. Now, they have different makeups, things like that. But when I look at the fact of the matter is, is that Tyler Scott is going to have to avoid the drops. And he's going to probably have to initially make his impact felt in the returning game. And if he can do that, you know, they'll integrate him in where they can in the offense as well. But that's going to be where he makes his name for himself, hopefully, his rookie season. He's going to get some opportunities. And hopefully, when he gets those opportunities in the offense as a receiver, it's not due to any injury, but it's just due to him stepping up and earning those opportunities. But ultimately, how he, how he rounds out in that game is going to be hugely important. And we'll end up seeing. The next one I want to talk about is Noel Sewell, right, who's benefited greatly from, A, his just overall talent level. I don't want to act like it's only because Jack Sanborn's been out, but Jack Sanborn has been out. So Noel Sewell's been getting reps with the starters. And at the end of the day, hearing nothing but positivity about his coverage instincts uh, during the offseason program, him getting two interceptions in that time as well, he, how he diagnoses plays and figure out where the ball is going. At the end of the day, it seems like he's making plays that they didn't think that he'd be able to make, and it's showing and paying off in confidence in him, right? And, and Matt Eberfu saying this when it comes to him. We'll see where it goes. With rookies, it's always, uh, it's always know what you do first, so he knows his assignment so he can do it fast. He's getting better at it. We love his instincts. He's a very instinctual player, and so is Jack. Jack is very instinctual, uh, plays multiple positions for us, but Jack will be the starter there going into it, and then we'll see what Noah can do uh, to press him. So it's still an open competition. That's one of the things that is indicative of this Chicago Bears um, culture that we're building. Everything's an open competition. And so them getting a look at Noah Sewell, but I'll tell you what, he's putting the pressures on Jack Sanborn. Jack Sanborn, who is an undrafted rookie, who either way, and even in Matt Eberflus's comments there, saying that they can use him at multiple positions, that right there should tell you that if Noah Sewell does end up taking over that Sam linebacking position, Jack Sanborn is still going to get a lot of opportunities to play uh, maybe all three of the other linebacker positions and still play a lot of snaps himself. The, the Bears have depth, and you can't take that away. 
But it seems like if any two rookies, I mean, we've heard good things about Javon Dexter as well. Like, I don't want to make it seem, and Darnell Wright also, but it seems like Tyler Scott and Noel Sewell kind of have clear paths on how they can potentially impact the Bears roster right away at the start of the season. And it's going to be interesting to see how they take advantage of those. Let me know down below. Do you think Noel Sewell ends up being the starting Sam linebacker before the end of the season? Or do you think Jack Sanborn is going to be able to hold on to it? Let me know what you think on that one down below. But that's it for today. Make sure you guys follow the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Chi Town up, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.